0: Today's Leading Women, episode 503, with the wonderful Heather Cole.
1: Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg.
0: Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Heather Cole. Heather Cole is an expert in business analytics, a self-described socialized nerd, and the founder of Loadstar Solutions Incorporated, a certified woman-owned small business based in Tampa that guides its clients towards reaching their goals in a self-sufficient mother. Heather coaches executives to advance their thinking and execution of business analytics through programs that she has created that incorporate technology, psychology, leadership, and people skills. Learn more about Heather and what she does at www.loadstarsolutions.com. Again, that link is l o d e s a r s o l u t i o n s dot com. Women of the World, Miss Heather Cole. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: I am delighted to have you on the show, and I'm sure our listeners are as well. So, Heather, I really love what you're doing with your business, especially with Lodestar Solutions. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, you know, the sweat equity, the knowledge and experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you. And I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So, here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment in time about them. But these are just general questions I have in mind. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and the idea behind a niche?
1: Sure. For many years, I had thought about starting my own business, but didn't really have that little nudge that pushed me over the edge. Until one day I went to work, and uh, the firm that I was working for had made me some promises, and I asked them to put it in writing. And when I did, the writing came out significantly different than I had anticipated So it was the nudge to push me over the edge to start my own company. And I realized that in what I do, I work in technology. So I work with major corporations to teach them how to leverage data and analytics. I'm also a reseller for IBM and their business analytics applications. In our industry, there are probably 600 firms like us. So there's a sea of competitive people. And so what we realized is that we really had come out of the gate being very unique Being a woman owned business was unique in our industry because it's predominantly a male dominated industry. So that was actually something we leveraged to make sure that people remembered us um, in a positive way, of course. But the other thing that we did is we started to look at the real challenges that our clients had and we came up with a program realizing that business analytics is not just about uh, tools and technology, but it's about the people. And that's when we defined our niche to be able to socialize the nerds. And we teach highly analytical people how to engage the non-analytical people. So we try and teach them the soft skills. And that's really what changed our business model and made it a lot of fun.
0: Mm, I love your story. I love how you get started. I love that you uh, you follow that nudge in you to start your own business, leverage the expertise that you have and the passion that you have on business analytics, and you carve out this niche for your uh, for your target market. So great that you have this one out there. But what continues to inspire you doing this business?
1: Well, I I got to say my dad, he had a software company. So I, growing up, I, I saw him work hard, but I also saw him realize the fruits of his labor. So I guess secretly in the back of my mind was always, hey, I want to have that flexibility of lifestyle. I want to be able to work really hard at certain hours and then just check out and go have fun. And so um, having that as a template really motivated me and inspired me to say it's, it's something that I must do, not that I can do. And I didn't want to look back. If you're, if you're thinking about starting your own business, you got to ask yourself in 10 years from now, am I going to regret that I tried? Am I going to be like, well, if I only had and if I try and I fail, would I at least look at it as I tried and no one else did? And that was kind of the, the the thought pattern I had to say, it's not an option. It was time for me to go on my own.
0: Wow, what inspiring that one is. I mean, apart from the flexibility of a lifestyle, achieving that flexibility of a lifestyle that you want, you I mean, knowing that you tried and you succeeded, and that's a great inspiration not only for me as well, but for you and for our listeners. So Ask yourself what really what, what, what's the thing that really inspires you, what's the vision that you have for yourself that would propel you to moving forward, what is the inspiration that one is. Now, let's talk about how are you prepared for success that turned this idea or that turned this inspiration into a reality. Can you share our listeners what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from?
1: Sure. I think the first one is that I've always been very inquisitive. I want to know how something works, but not just how something, but how it affects people. So the, the, the real trick to success is giving and constantly giving out and it's like a boomerang people come back to you so being that inquisitive of how can i help people and how can i make their lives better really was a trait that inquisitive mind always wondering if there's a better way that definitely was one of the main traits um if i were to look at a couple others um candor i'm an an extremely candid person i tell everyone what I believe. But I also always give them kind of an opportunity to share their eyes and or their ideas and change my thought pattern. So having that very candid relationship with your clients, with your employees, with everyone and making that very comfortable for them to just tell you what they think will propel your business to the next level. Um, The other thing is having the ability to really laugh at yourself, um, I think is is crucial because you're gonna screw up. And you just got to look at it and say, wow, that was a learning experience. And hopefully you can can modify that and make it into a very positive experience. But without the humor of it all, I think you're going to stress yourself out completely.
0: Huge. I love those qualities or these traits that uh, you just shared with us. So being inquisitive, being candid or creating that candid relationships with your clients or your customers, and then that ability to laugh at yourself, having that sense of humor, that's really important. So let's cultivate and end up these traits or these qualities that Heather just shared with us into our lives and into our business building activities. Inject that sense of humor. That's really huge.
1: So I think a lot of us are really good at what we do, so good that we don't think anybody else can do it as well as we can, and that first realization that you are not scalable. And I literally write on every whiteboard in every office I have, I am not scalable. And it's a constant reminder to me that I need to empower my people so that they may not do it as well as I do, but do they make it good enough so that we can be successful. And as long as I've trained them and mentored them, and yeah, they might not be 100% what I am. Uh, if they're 90%, that's good enough. So now we can be scalable. So that realization is tough for a lot of us. And I think a really tough for a lot of us women that think we're super women. Um, Another challenge that I found once I realized that is how do you create that framework to train your people so that it can be a a repeatable training program that is scalable in itself. And that's where we started relying on creating standard training programs and then recording them with various tools like Camtasia or recording software so that when we hired new people, we didn't have to sit down with them. We could have them watch the videos and then fill in with any questions. And the third challenge is um, for someone like me who comes up with new ideas on an hourly basis, may suffer from a little attention deficit disorder, is the ability to know where to focus and being able to make sure you're guiding and leading your team in the direction it really needs to go instead of some spur of the moment idea and and making sure they know what their responsibilities is, And in a book that, that we read um, that we'll talk about later, probably called Traction really helped us get that focus. But let me be creative at the same time. So those are the, the three biggest challenges we faced. All right.
0: Wow. Great lessons in this, uh, challenges that you shared with us. I mean, this is huge. And um, for not only for me, but for our listeners, especially starting out, I mean, it's really important to realize that you are not scalable. I learned it's a hard way. I mean, I, I, I mean, we I'm sure we share this with a lot of entrepreneurs this control freak that we have that we want that we think that we we can do the best uh, we n- nothing's gonna be able to replace us of course there, there's nothing that can, no one can replace us, but it's really important to be able to scale that you need a team, you need somebody, you need to delegate, you need, you need systems and process to be able to do that. So that's a great lesson in scaling and scalability that Heather just shared with us. And of course, creating that framework to train your people, create the systems and process. I mean, I learned it's the hard way too, because I, I know I, I was doing this, these things over and over again. And I said, wow, instead of training every people that I have on my team, why can't I just create a systems or process, create video tutorials, create something that, that I, with the things that I'm doing over and over again and let the, let that one be a, you know, a duplicate of myself. And of course, knowing where to focus, that's a big challenge as well. I have to struggle with that one myself. But when we are sharing our challenges and the experiences and how we're able to overcome them, we learn from each other. So for our listeners out there, let's learn from the challenges and how Heather was able to overcome them because there's huge lessons in there. Alright, let's switch gears for a little bit and talk about work life balance. You know, being a business owner myself, maintaining a work life balance is so crucial to overall success in life. Now, The challenge with entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create a work-life balance, particularly if you have a family juggling many roles. So in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work-life balance and what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the areas of your health, your family, your relationships, and your business?
1: So... I am told I have a rock star lifestyle. I've specifically mapped out the lifestyle I want so I can literally live anywhere in the world. I can work from anywhere. The benefits of being in technology and some of the things I learned in developing that lifestyle is first and foremost is setting expectations is the most important thing you can do in your work life, your personal life. In anything. The only reason why people are disappointed with you is they had a different expectation and you didn't meet or exceed it. So if you set the framework up front of the expectation, and I always tell our team always under promise, over deliver. So if you think you're going to get a proposal out in two days, tell the client you'll have it out in four days. They'll be really happy when you deliver it in three days. So setting those proper expectations is. Essential that that sets expectation for your family, for your children, for your husband, um, whoever it will be, making sure that they have uh, expectations that meet what you think is going to happen. Um, the second one is enjoy every minute. Like I, I. I'm in an industry that is pretty stoic it's it and finance primarily and so you get pretty serious conservative people i like to have fun i like to joke around and you got to be who you are a lot of people oh you got to mirror them you got to be like them i don't do that i make sure that every meeting every call i'm laughing and having a good time and it's what they what they say is uh It's not what you say or what you do that people remember. It's how you make them feel. So if you're having a great time, they too will have a great time and you will be memorable. And then the third tip for work-life balance, I think, is um, really getting your lifestyle so that you work out in the morning. Working out, exercising is your stress release. And with every entrepreneurial program, there is so much stress, but getting up in the morning just... Flushing out that stress and, and starting the day with a good dose of endorphins is really key. If I found that if I try and work out at night, it never happens. That work stuff always pops up. So really get disciplined about those morning workouts.
0: Huge uh, tips there in terms of this work-life balance, and I love your perspective on this. I mean, mapping out the lifestyle you want and creating the business around the lifestyle that you want, and have setting those proper expectations—not only just with your family, but in your business as well, with your team. Set those expectations properly. Know what they expect from you. Set limitations. Set those boundaries well. And then, of course, the second one which you ahead of your smash is to enjoy every minute of what you do. Have a great time. Inject some fun with it after all we are in business to build a business that we love we are passionate about so inject some fun i am a big believer that whatever and think about it heather is in like what she said about stoic industry it and finance i am so i mean i i wouldn't know how to inject some fun in especially in the industry but look at what she does she Find a way to have a great time because like what you said, if you have a great time, that is the one that makes your customer remember you. How you make them feel, how you make them, uh, if you make them laugh, if you, make, if you have a great time talking with them, for example. So inject some fun in your business. And lastly, which is equally important is incorporating the exercise, that is huge. And I'm a big proponent of really incorporating some form of physical exercise, especially for us who are working from home, sitting on our computers the whole day. It's really important to have a routine. And like what Heather just shared with us, get up in the morning and be disciplined. And it's really hard. But, you know, what I do with myself is that those days that I don't want to do my exercise, I just... Myself, but it. Will, I remember the feeling that I get afterwards. It really is so invigorating. It really helps you with your productivity and your focus. You get so energized that you look forward to it. So pump yourself up, be motivated, and be disciplined, whether you like it or not. Get. That habit first thing in the morning because it really helps you with those endorphins, that, that's the side benefits of that, but also to keep you fit physically, mentally, and spiritually. That's really important. So, great tips here in terms of this work life balance. So, let's take action on them. Now, let's talk about success and what success means to you. Your business appears to be financially doing quite well, and with that success, flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now, we'd like to also say that success is a mindset. I can have $10 in my pocket, but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about myself and I'm moving forward. The opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So, am I successful? Financially, yes. Individually, probably not. So in your journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you and what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success?
1: So I've learned over the years that money doesn't buy happiness. And we hear that a lot, but I really truly believe it because you can set a goal to make X number of dollars, you make it and you still don't feel like your life is fulfilled what I've learned and how I measure my success and how we do it at Lodestar Solutions is how many companies and people have we positively impacted and how many of them are coming back for our program. So we've created a lot of videos. We've created a lot of uh, training programs and to teach them soft skills. And what's the biggest reward is when you get an email from a guy's wife saying, thank you for working with my husband at work. He's so much more pleasant at home. Then we know we positively impact not only his life, but his whole family's life. And sometimes teaching the analytically minded people social skills, it's helping them to literally change their life.
0: Hmm, success is about impact. I believe in that. I mean, there's nothing so fulfilling, so gratifying than getting those great feedback from our customers, from our clients, that we impacted their lives, that we changed their lives, we made a difference in their lives. is that, that, um, Inherent from us is that thing called contribution, being able to contribute in some way, shape or another in the, the lives of other people it's because of what we do, because of the products that we have, because of the services that we provide. So that's the true essence of success. So for our listeners out there, ask yourself and really listen to your heart and what does success mean to you? Answer the question and uh, share your definition of success to our community here at today's leadingwomen.com. Now, Heather, I know you've given us a lot of tips already, but I'd love for us to talk about one of the highlights of our show. And that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be, especially to those who want to follow your footsteps. You obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience. So take it back to the past.
1: The first one would be make sure you have just love and passion for what you're doing. So prior to Lodestar Solutions, I had started a couple of other companies, but I never felt the true love. I didn't feel like it was, it would define me. It would be my, my, my benchmark. And When I finally got to Lodestar and I started it and I realized how I was going to define it, I just I couldn't sleep at night because I just wanted to create new programs and help people and 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 start changing the world with data and analytics. And when you find what that is that makes you just so excited to jump out of bed and and get started, then, you know, you're in the right place. And that's when it's ready for you to, to jump in full heartedly. If you kind of have your reservations, it's probably not your passion. And long-term, it's probably not going to be where you're going to be. Um, So that's the first one, is make sure you love what you do. The second one is always have a backup plan. And I'm not saying, hey, quit my job, but that is actually, when I started my company, I thought, what is the worst thing that could happen? And I realized that I had a tent, and I had a backpack, and I had a car, and I had to feed my dog. So if I could afford dog food and I could live in my tent, I'd at least survive. And when I realized that if it got that bad, I would still be really okay. In fact, I'd probably be living in some of the prettiest areas of the country out in the wilderness. I realized that there's nothing I couldn't do. And it was just that pressure release. Um, So have a backup plan. And and that's with every program, every new hire. Just make sure that you're always thinking of a backup plan. And then the third one is I think the most important thing is – when you're selling your your goods or services or when you're going out there talking with your clients, give, give, give. Give them educational-based selling. Teach them something. Whatever you sell, if you sell roofing, teach them why it's important to ask certain questions about roofing. But when you give, 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 you'll find that the rewards come back to you in tenfold. And you'll find that your clients love you and they refer you and you feel a lot better about yourself. So stop selling and start giving.
0: Mm, huge golden nuggets in those tips that you just shared with us so let me just summarize them again for our listeners so the first one is to make sure that you love what you do I mean that this has been a theme here at today's city women to do what you love to be passionate about what you do and until you find that one really really hone into that one because that's really important because you you know that building a business are have ups and downs but if you love what you do you're gonna be able to weather those storms, so it's really important to find that passion and make sure that you love what you do. I cannot stress that enough. And the second one is to have a backup plan. This is huge as well, especially for our listeners out there who are starting or who are just thinking of starting a business. It's really important to have a backup plan, and it could be having that financial cushion because you know there is uh, there are expenditures needed uh, incurred in building a business, and if you have that security, you know that that. Uh, it will help reduce the anxiety, the stress, you know, that, uh, that you have, that you will have building a business, to so have a backup plan, whatever that one is. And the third one, which is really important also to understand is to give, 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 just like what Heather said. Um, go that extra mile. Educate your clients, go, uh, do whatever is necessary that, uh, that, that would help them, that would better their lives in terms of your products, in terms of services. Find the way to go that extra mile, find a way to give and without expecting anything in return. It will go back to you a hundred, a thousand fold. And I truly believe in that. So let's take action on these tips that uh, Herod just shared with us, and I'll make sure to have those on our show notes. All right, uh, this question has been one I've started asking our guests and one that our listeners have repeatedly asked, and that is, if there's one woman out there that you admire the most, who would that be and
1: why? It may be uh, stereotypical, but of course it's my mom. So growing up, uh, my mom was a very strong, you know, confident woman. And I think just watching her as I grew up and watching her now She gave me that confidence to say, I can succeed in a male-dominated world. I can be one of the few IBM women-owned business partners and be in the top 10% of their business partners. So being able to have that kind of role model from a very young age, I think was very essential in my success.
0: Mm, Yes, absolutely. And kudos to your mom. We salute her for being such an inspiration, played a great role in your life. Um, Absolutely. Our moms, they are superheroes. They are super moms. I truly uh, admire them for who they are and for what they have influenced us to be where we are today. So thanks for sharing that one with us. Now, entrepreneurs are wide readers. Can you recommend a book or two that our listeners can get that will help them grow personally and professionally?
1: Sure. I mentioned earlier a book called Traction, Get a Grip, Grip on Your Business. This was amazing for us. We, we just this year started implementing its approach and techniques. And it has you set 90 day plans and stick to those plans to accomplish things that may be a little bit long term in your growth. When we started doing that, we got more done in 90 days than we did all of last year. So highly recommend Traction, Get a Grip on Your Business by Gina Wickman. The second book that I love is called Scrum, The Art of Doing Twice as Much in Half the Time by Jeff Sutherland. Now, this book teaches you, I don't think I'd call it a project ma- management methodology. i t- talk, i Basically, it's more of a communication style. When you're trying to do new projects, when you're trying to get a bunch of coworkers together, and even when you're doing something as simple as having a house remodel, this book will help you identify a method to be able to do things twice as fast and in less uh, time and money. Uh, So it's really a great book. By the way, both of these books you can get on Audible. So if you guys don't have time to read, Audible is my best friend because I can at least listen to it while I drive or while I'm at the gym working out and I can get my reading in without taking away from my friends and family.
0: Absolutely, I'm a big fan of audio books as well. So that's traction. Get a grip by uh, Gino Wickman. Get a b- grip with your business by Gino Wickman. And what was the other one? I didn't get it.
1: It was called Scrum: The Art of Doing Twice as Much in Half the Time by Jeff Sutherland.
0: Okay, by Jeff Sutherland. All right, so I'll make sure to have this on our show notes. Now, last but not the least, share our listeners what's one big benefit uh, they can get with your product or your service, where they can get it, and what's the best way that our listeners can connect with you? And then we'll end from there.
1: Yes, great. So our company is Lodestar Solutions, and we help companies leverage data and analytics to grow their business so that they can make better decisions and either make or save the company money. So we are an implementer of IBM Cognos Solutions, which they do have both an enterprise and a mid-market solution for smaller firms. Um, The best way for them to connect with me is either just email me or go to lodestarsolutions.com, and you can email me at hcole at lodestarsolutions.com. Additionally, I want to share with you, I have a second website that is kind of my own personal pet project. It's called Heatherized. Um, you can go to HeatherEyes.com. There's a bunch of videos on there on how to be more influential. And it's just stuff that I share with people trying to help them become uh, more influential and connect better with other people. So those are two ways that you can get a hold of me.
0: All right. So that's lodestarsolutions.com. Or you can email uh, Heather at hcole at loadstarsolutions.com and of course visit her new website headerize.com i love that word headerize.com wwwh that's dot d.com beautiful and at least be on her newsletter so you can be updated on what she's putting out there and if her products and services resonate with you i highly encourage you to jump in again the link is www.loadstar l o d e star solutions.com or HeatherRise.com. Heather, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time, your inspiring story, your expertise, for being a role model to many, and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life.
1: Thank you for having me. It was my pleasure.
0: All right TLW listeners, did you love this episode? Here's your chance to recommend or vote for your favorite Today's Leading Woman. Here's how to do it. Step number one, after you listen to this episode, go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash myitunes. Step number two, click the rate and review button. Step number three, say that you love listening to today's leading women podcast. Step number four, type in the name of your favorite today's leading woman. Example, Sheryl Sandberg of Facebook, Ariana Huffington of Huffington Post, Oprah of Oprah Winfrey Network. You get it, right? Step number five, type your first name and where you are listening from. Every day, I will personally go through all of your ratings and reviews and scour the names of your favorite today's leading women. You will get to be featured as TLW fan of the day with your name and where you're listening from. And you'll be the first one to get notified when your favorite today's leading woman is featured on the show. Fair enough? Awesome. Go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. That's